Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Red Dragons faithful. Welcome to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. Hosted by Bo Machanti that features Coach Perry and the next generation of today's Red Dragons players. Welcome back to another edition of the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. I am your show host, Bo Marchant, joined with Coach Perry as we're conducting our weekly review of last week's game and a preview to this week's upcoming game. And, uh, you know, we usually we, – we've, we've gone different parts of the stadium, but we've, we've found to see that the, the studio is now – it's the gym. This is where we have the quietest time. But if I'm able to get all the notes on the game, when we sit down, Coach is always staring over at my notes. So I have to ask you, were you a big cheater on tests in school? That's the only way I got through. That's the, that's the only way. I could give shout-outs to some people who probably I owe parts of my lifetime salary to. Well, Stevie Shamrock, I can give him a big shout-out for getting me through French class, which we were together in French class. Absolutely. Yeah, but I sat behind Amy Petraka. So yeah. He was a, a solid uh, contributor <laughs> in a lot of my classes, Petraka Perry. So, yeah, I owe her quite a bit. <laughs> well, big win, and I thought this was a, a, a tough game. You guys came out early. You ended up getting the victory over, you know, 21-14. Let's talk a little bit about that because you, you said this was a kind of a game where you guys mirrored each other, the problems you had, the problems they had just the identity of both teams. So to kind of take us into that game. Yeah, so our, our theme to our players all week was, you know, control the controllables because when two teams are even matched, what are the controllables, penalties, uh, keeping composure, obviously protecting the football, and certainly your effort. You know, those are the things we feel you can control the most. And uh, I thought for the most part uh, we did a good job um, in, in the second half. In the first half, uh, a couple personal fouls, uh, halted some drives in that, but – uh, the other thing that, that really showed up, which I thought was was the difference, when there was a play to be made, uh, you know, our guys stepped up and, and made that play, particularly on the back end. I know Nicky Arnott on the fourth down fade, uh, taking that ball and make huge breakup uh, in the end zone. And then on their last fourth down, Noah Durr, the kid kind of had Noah boxed out, and Noah come down with the technique we talk about, ripping the hands down and knock that ball out and uh, – uh, for the first time in a while, we were able to get in victory formation and, uh, you know, close that. Yeah, that's, that, that's nothing better than that, knowing that you've sealed the deal and you don't have to worry about any last-minute plays, any bad fouls, any penalties, flags, just kind of do. So I, I, I have a couple. Um, how about this? Uh, I think 10 on the Struthers 40, you called the timeout. So what goes into that? Yeah, so I'm guessing that's what you're talking. Uh, I don't know if what, what quarter are you in. We're in the, in the second quarter. The halftime. Yeah. Yeah, so I think what we were doing there, if I remember correctly, we were just trying to get them to jump off sides. Okay. And we're not a great go on two, go on three, <laughs> go on this team. So when you have an extra timeout, uh, you know, there to burn, uh, try to get them to do it, see if we get into a more manageable. If they don't, we blow the timeout and then, uh, you know, punt the ball down there and play defense to, to get out of half. Because what we didn't want to do was give them the ball at midfield, even though there was a little bit of time left there, and allow them to, you know, you know, throw one into the end zone or, you know, something like that. So we were just trying to manage the game from the side. Fair enough. Like I said, I was just some of the things that, you know, you're watching the game, and that's a pretty important play. You know, fourth and ten, you're on, you know, you're inside, you know, or you're on the 40, and you just don't know. Like, do you have a play dialed up? Do they do something where you undial it up? And, you know, that's why we're doing the show, so we can kind of get into it. Yeah, and we can later on. You probably have any of when that happens, you know, our scenario at the end of the game we were doing there. Yeah, similar type of thing. So. 
Yeah, and and uh, you know, I got I got fifty and thirty six. I thought they a couple of plays they stuck their gaps through. Um, you know, um, I, I my player the my hungry man player of the game. I don't I I kept writing down number ten. I uh, I think that's Nate Hootie. Yeah, and I you know I just that was just I just kept you know writing his name down. I got in other pages down here um, with notes, but um, how about the player of the game? Who did you guys uh, give that ball to? Because yeah. I know we were on hiatus after a couple right, of right, right. Um That's definitely, I think, got to go to Antoine. Um, I know he's won it before, and we love to spread the spread the wealth around a little bit. But uh, 44 carries, 200 and some plus yards. I could tell you that 44 is too many. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when you're you're trying to trying to close it out, I mean, you have, you know, I always say if you have a car and a Ferrari in the garage, I hope you drive it. And uh, we certainly drove the wheels off of ours. And, uh, you know, really, at the, even at the very end of the game, when we ended up putting that, you know, it's fourth and six, and uh, he said, Coach, give me a ball, give me a ball. I'm like, you're all right, man. And, you know, and he was cramping. And, uh, uh, you know, he battled through those and came back and even ended up playing, making some big plays on defense toward the end of the game. So uh, he he said he was disappointed he won in the Howland game when it was a loss. So I think he'll be excited to get that uh that victory. Sure. And the thing I admired about him in that this past game was, you know, we see him have so many highlight real plays. But I thought this effort last week, I mean, I just kept breaking down. These were tough yards. Nitty, gritty, tough, pounded, guys on your back, pushing the pile type yards. I mean, he showed a different dynamic, I think, in his versatility. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. And, and really – Again, credit to our, our guys up front because they were loading the box. Yeah. And we were pushing forward anyway. They were bringing guys off the edge, but they couldn't get to us because we were able to move that line of scrimmage just enough to let Antoine sneak in there. And like you said, not a ton of big gains. Um, I know he had one down the sideline to set up our last touchdown. Uh, that might have gone for plus 20, but I, I want to say that probably the, the rest of those were probably under – most of those are about six to seven yeah. to nine-yard carries. and. And a few, one like or two, that. and you know whatever, but uh, uh, an incredible effort. And uh, you know, it, it's hard to find a guy that that, that can carry the ball for you sometimes and, and still continue to produce. Yeah, like I said, I, I was very impressed by that, just to see a different dynamic of his game and, and get those tough, tough yards. Now, I think how much did the weather play? You know, around the third quarter, did it really affect it at all? No, not really. In fact, we kind of. We worked on it. We did, the, you know, we got the bucket out and, and used wet balls in practice because the forecast was showing whatever. But uh, as coaches, we, we fight over what the best weather app is. I'm a big AccuWeather fan, but I don't know where you uh, lie in that whole argument. But AccuWeather was saying less chance, and it it proved that we, we didn't have uh, the rain. So a sprinkle, I think, at one point in time uh, of the game, but, you know, not enough to really affect it. Yeah, I, I use AccuWeather. As well, but I we there's uh, Mike McCastro uses uh, AccuWeather and he's pretty funny. If, he, if you ask him if it's going to rain, he pulls up the app and he goes, "It's going to rain at 5:06 p.m." And then something I got to get the uh, hopefully they probably the programs of the app are probably listening to the show, yeah. so we'll give them yeah. we'll give them a shout out. And Brill and Brill State Farm Insurance, which forgot to mention him at the show, he he might have a rush for his money. AccuWeather might want to sponsor this show next. Yeah. Year. So it's, 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 you know you got to do your so you finally get off the snide, a couple games, you had the setbacks, you get the victory. Let's kind of look ahead and, and what we're looking at this week. Uh, well, you know, you got uh, Hubbard coming in. They're one of the few uh, Valley teams that are undefeated. They're 8-0. Obviously, we've only played seven games because we had the, the cancellation of COVID. 
Um, this, the, the name you're going to hear all night is, is Kathy. Uh, he is leading, I take that back, he's second, not in the Valley, not in Ohio, not in the Midwest. He's second in the United States in Russia with, uh, I think, very close to 2,000 yards. Um, going back to his sophomore year, he was probably Antoine his sophomore year. I think he, he put up 200 yards on us as a sophomore. So um, he's a special back. I don't think you, you, he doesn't come around every day. You don't see see that very often. And uh, he's big. He's got the he's got a combination. He's you know, a little bit of wiggle. He's got a lot of power and quite a bit of speed. So uh, he's going to be a handful, and we, so we're going to have to gang tackle and rally around and uh, uh, get him down. And of course, they they run the wing tee, which is built in deception, and some other fine athletes. So we have a tall, tall order. You know, one of the better teams in our region uh, coming in here. As a coaching staff, and you know, we, we just take guys that we know on the next level. I mean, if you're playing against a Tyreek Hill, you got to identify him just defensively. If you're playing against a, you know, uh, I don't know what any defensive guy, uh, say Lawrence Taylor, say you know, he's on the other side. How how much time as a coaching staff do you? Maybe you don't do this, but and and with him coming in here and his ability, I mean, how much do you kind of focus on a guy like that? Yeah, compared to just quite, other games. Quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, he, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, take that away and let the other guys beat you if you can. Now, he's a kid that I, I don't necessarily think you can take him away, but if you don't, you're, if you don't try, yeah. uh, you know, you're in for a really, really long night. Now, you look last week and what Gerard was able to do, they, they hung with them and uh, got hats to the ball. And, uh, you know, we borrow a little bit when we see some of that stuff, so. We have quite a bit of film on them. Uh, I think we know exactly what we're going to get. I've, I've been happy with, uh, you know, how we've aligned in practice because sometimes we're not always great at that. But, um, you know, let's see what we can do. It's big boy football. I mean, this kid was at Ohio State for a visit last week. I mean, again, I'm saying that uh, just for our local fans. I mean, this week. Uh, so uh, I like it. I like the challenge, and I think our, our kids do too. And uh, uh, ready to get after it. I like that. And, you know, it's, it's fun, too. I mean, it, he seems like a guy that, you know, say five years from now, kids that played against him, you know, all the legendary high school guys, you're like, hey, you know, we played together. Or, hey, we coached against him. When he's doing, if he's possibly doing his thing down in Columbus. Sure. You know, I mean, you, you go back, you know, I could go back too long, but Devion Smith, everyone remembers him at Howland. Yeah. L.J. Scott at, at Hubbard. Uh-huh. Um, you know, our league in our area has produced, obviously, tremendous talent. And, uh uh, you know that's again that that's the level we want to be at. Um, we got a young one, like I said, with the Antoine that I think he aspires to, to be in uh, in TC shoes here uh, in, in a few years. And uh, you know I think it's good for him to get a get a look at him, see what he looks like physically, and and see what he has to do to get to that level because that's that's always a work in progress. So um, you know it, it's it's exciting. Yeah, and I think that'll give him a little bit of extra incentive and your offensive line to kind of say, hey, we we got a pretty dynamic uh, guy on our side. Um, Coach, we have our player uh, coming up. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us who's going to be walking through those doors and who we're going to talk with tonight? Yeah, so I think it's Matt, Matt Keeley. Um, you know, the name Keeley, you know, I think we know very well. We graduated with, obviously, his uncle Brian, and then I played, uh, I was a sophomore, and his dad, Frank, uh, was one of our seniors on our conference championship team and uh you know you know matt matt's a kid that's probably going to get some uh, get an opportunity to play college football uh, most definitely we've tried to get him on the show how many times about three yeah. four yeah we uh, have but he's really had an injury plague year uh, he's been you know 
therapy or you know some work commitments that we've always kind of just missed with them. Uh, but uh, told them today, so you can't leave. We're locking you down, so we got him tied up in the back. I'll go untie him, get him in here for you. He's, he's a great kid, only a junior, a super talented. He was a huge part of our, our win the other night, so. And you can you can talk to him about it. he's got a deep performance. Yeah, and we've been trying to get him on the show because Jim and I, Coach, I should say, Coach and I feel bad because uh, his uncle Brian, uh, we used to pick on him a lot in high school because we, we were just him. we would bully him yeah. just because it was a very side. It was just we we were more dominant. Yeah, yeah. I mean he was only about six four and we were about five <laughs> five feet. Yeah, like, I don't on know, each other's. Yeah, I don't know if me and Coach <laughs> Barry are big enough than Brian and put together even now and then. So so once again, you're listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance. Big shout-out to Brandon. And those game balls are such a fantastic addition to everything about this program. A big shout-out to the frontliners, the football moms, as I like to say, everybody who puts their hand in the pile. Um, kudos to you. The magnificent job that, you know, you come down here and see everything. Um, it's It's very, very dynamic. And as promised, None other than Matt Keeley himself. Welcome to the program. We appreciate you stopping by. Nice to um, be here. You got, yeah, you, uh, you know, your father, Frank, your uncle, Brian, we went to school with him. And uh, so you got you got great genes, good family, and it's nice to see that, uh, you know, you're the next in line and you're taking care of business. And I, and I don't know if you ever listen to the show, but there's so many times where I, I, I have your number written down because you're definitely a – a go-getter, you definitely bring some intensity to it. Uh, have you always had that intensity? Always have. Yeah? Always have. I like that. I like that. So you're always going to bring it. Yes, sir. So uh, size-wise, I mean, we know it's probably a family thing, so you've always had size. Always been big. The yeah. whole family's been big all the way through. Yeah, that's not my case. Mm. <laughs> um, so football, I asked all the players, basically the same. I mean, football, your favorite sport growing up, or did you do other things? Always. Always has been, always will be. Love yeah. it. Yeah? Who's your favorite team? Favorite team has to be Cleveland. Yeah? It used to be New England, but oh. I had to hop off that day. Like, Brady left, and you're like, done. Yeah, done. Wow. Done. <laughs> I like it. So you, one player I love in the NFL is Tom Brady. How about college-wise? No. Not, not really looking at college. Yeah, that's fair enough. NFL. Yeah, I'm not a, I don't have a college favorite team. People label me as certain things. I just I, – no, I, I don't. And I don't even know if I really have a favorite NFL team. I used to but I just I, like the sports now. So let's kind of go into this. Last week, you guys, 21-14 win. Right. And, and Coach Perry talked about how that is a team that kind of like you mirrored each other. Balance, you're both level on the same. What was it like, though, knowing that you're on par with somebody? It's easy to beat up somebody that you're bigger than. Right. It's right. easy to get beat up somebody by somebody bigger than you. But when you meet somebody that's basically your own yeah. match, I think some of the times that's the biggest victory you can get, and you guys were able to pull through. It was definitely an exciting game. I'm going to have to say that. And as you said, it was it was very fifty fifty. Everyone was matched up the same, but it was exciting. Yeah. Is there is there a point in you know like the victory formation, coach? I mean, how satisfying is it that you know that you just get the hugs? It's the best feeling in the world to get to walk up to the line, look at the person across from you, and knew you took the W home. It's the best. Are you chatty out there? Always. It's my oh. favorite. It's my favorite. Coach might not like it, but ah. Ah. got to slide a few words in there here and there. Are you are you equally mouthy on both sides of the ball, or do you get more intensified on one position? Uh, I like to talk a lot on offense. Uh, that's my favorite side of the ball. Okay. I like that. And I ain't going to like when I scout a game, I offensive linemen are my favorite players to watch. The, the guys that are nasty. Big boys. Yeah. And I love it when just say the play zone to the left, 
you got this lineman pushing this guy off to the right, and, and you just put, and then at the end of the play, you guys just kind of see him like putting his hand through his head. Yeah, just that that last couple punches, you know. Best feeling. Yeah. Best feeling. I love it. So you're a little bit more intensified on the offense. That's that's love. That's football there. I love it. So, how about uh, that offensive line crew? And we've been doing this show since Coach Perry got here, and it seems like I think most teams. It just seems like that offensive line unit is always the most cohesive, um, the bonding. And I know Coach always, you know, uh, you know, invite you guys over. I mean, what's it like just being part of that? Uh, it is a very loving environment, and you can definitely feel the brotherhood between all of us. I think from the beginning of the season when we just started lifting to now, we've all grown together as a group, and I just think overall we've improved. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I don't I don't think it would be possible without the coaches we have that keep us together the way they do. It just means a lot. Now, you, you seem like uh, – who, who's, who's the most intense coach in that staff? Oh, Coach Connell, for sure. Yeah? No doubt about that one. <laughs> who's the players' players' coach? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, a lot of a lot of players' players' coach? A lot of them. That's a good thing. So there's no one guy you can kind of pick out? Who's the one player that kind of can – Push Coach Perry's buttons and just in a fun, loving way. Yeah. Chat. Gotta be, gotta be chatting. <laughs> what's he, what's he do to just? I mean, anything in particular? I mean, he's just always messing with Coach. That's his favorite thing okay. to do during practice. Besides practice, he definitely messes with Coach Perry. Nice and stuff. Once again, Matt Keeley here on the college, or I shouldn't say college, the, the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast, talking a little. Red Dragons football. Uh, let, now, you, great compliment by Coach before you walked in. I mean, he said, you, you, you know, you have the ability to play college football. I mean, how much is that an aspiration after this? Um, I believe that is one thing that definitely everyone tells me that. It's one thing that keeps me driving to get to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a big goal I've had since a little kid is just to be able to get to the next level. Yeah, that's awesome. And you definitely have the ability, and I love the hunger. You got the tenacity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes a lot, but you, at least you got the ingredients thus far. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time up, and we've been trying to, like Coach said, uh, we've been trying to get you a couple times. I know you uh, – how's your job going? Because I think the one night we are going, you had your first job. Orientation at Manny Brothers. Yeah. Very good job. I'm going there after this. Oh, I am. Right after this, I'm going to uh, Brandy Brothers. Get yeah. something good to eat. I am going to get something good to eat and something cold to drink. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, before we wrap things up, um, we always like to have some fun, but we're going to have a little bit more fun with you just because uh, I know your family. Your uh, your Uncle Brian. I mean, we, we, we graduated with him. Uh, do you scorch him? Do you, do, you, do you guys ever talk about who was the better player? Oh, I, I don't know if I could ever compete with such a legend like that, but <laughs> – He's told me some stories about college ball, all that kind of stuff. All right. And so that's kind of where it lies. That's where it lies. All right. Fair enough. How about this? Uh, you a better singer or are you a better dancer? I love to pull out the dance moves. They come out once in a while. <laughs> so prom homecoming? Do you, oh, yeah. Do you, do you, Get into it. You let it go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let it rain. I like it. And then the final one, uh, before we wrap it up, tonight for you. Um, the offensive line are usually the bigger guys on the roster. They're usually the bigger eaters. Who's the most impressive eater amongst that offensive line unit? I'm taking that all day. Mm-hmm. I think anybody could say that. Take, take the boys out to Eastern Buffet on a Thursday night, probably get through about six to eight plates. They're, they're finishing at three. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, hey, we appreciate your time today. Best of luck to you guys uh, against Hubbard. I know you guys are going to have your hands full. They got that dynamic back, but uh, hopefully you guys, as Coach said, uh, you know, get the helmets on them and, uh, and kind of make that thing, uh, you know, diverse for you guys. Yeah.
officer, and thank you for having me on the podcast. No problem at all. Once again, big shout-out to Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance from Annie Brothers, and we all appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. This has been a C2P exclusive.